Conflict is inevitable. But whether or not that conflict goes on to help your team, well, that's up to you and the team. Hey leader, David Burke is here, organizational psychologist and author of five best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about team conflict, right? Conflict on a team is inevitable. You get different people with different perspectives, different backgrounds, you're gonna get differing opinions, right? And actually, the more diverse your team, the more diverse their opinions and lived experiences, the more differing opinions and hence the more conflict you're gonna get. And that's okay. There are multiple types of conflict on a team and some of them actually help move the team forward, help strengthen their ideas, help them learn and grow, and others can hinder that team. And if you're gonna resolve the unhelpful conflict and solve or build upon the helpful conflict, you're gonna need to know in the moment what type of conflict your team is facing and then how to respond. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about the four types of conflict on a team, what causes them, and also what your response as a leader and what the team's response should be. Let's get started. So the first type of conflict on a team is relationship conflict. And this is really conflict because of who the person is and who the other people on the team are. In relationship conflict, it's, it's the relationship between teammates that, that's what's at stake. There is something about differing personalities or differing experiences, uh, different ways of behavior, um, and sometimes even different backgrounds and different uh, stereotypes and different biases create friction between two individual teammates or between one teammate and the rest of the team. Now, almost all relationship conflict is negative. I would go as far as to say all relationship conflict is negative, but in very small cases, you get relationship conflict that is due entirely to sort of one single person who is incredibly toxic, and when you discover who that person is and invite them to be successful somewhere else, uh, you end up with a stronger team. But most of the time, what you have is, is relationship conflict between two people who just can't seem to get along, who just can't seem to click, and that conflict needs to be resolved. Why? Because it undermines the sense of belonging, the sense of trust, and the sense of psychological safety on the team to let those two people still be in conflict. How do you resolve that conflict? This is really where you need to grow a sense of empathy on the team and a sense of understanding on the team. So now, depending on the situation, it's probably best that you take these two people in private for a discussion about what is triggering this conflict, and that you let those people actually discuss what's bothering them about each other. Right now, it's really crucial here that you not make accusations and you teach the people in this conflict resolution not to be making accusations against each other or to assume motives. What you can do is let them point to specific behaviors and then describe how those behaviors made them feel. So what you can't say is, you're so selfish. But what you can say is, I watched as you claimed all of the different tasks and resources, some of which I would have preferred, and I felt like you were being selfish. I felt like you were excluding uh, other people from doing the work they want to do so that you could do your best work. Now, that difference, right? You did this and I felt this, that gives the other person an opportunity to actually explain the motives behind the behavior. See, most relationship conflict comes from differing opinions, differing behaviors, different perspectives, and an assumption about the motives behind those. And when you get two people the opportunity to explain their actual motives, you can resolve a lot of that tension and just teach people that, no, 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 you made a faulty assumption about what their intent was. 
because most people, other than the 4% of people who are sociopaths, most people have a positive intention. And you get a chance to resolve that between the two people. And they get to see that that behavior is not necessarily wrong. That behavior doesn't come from a place of malice. It just comes from differing backgrounds. Now, you may be able to get that into a conversation about changing behaviors in the future. It really depends on the context. But a lot of times in relationship conflict, you can settle relationship conflict just by getting people to describe the behaviors that caused that friction and the motives and assumptions they made when they were on the receiving end of those behaviors and let people talk it out amongst themselves. The second type of conflict on a team, you're definitely gonna wanna make sure people talk it out amongst themselves because it's actually positive. It's task conflict. And this is conflict because of what we're gonna do. Task conflict, just like the name implies, revolves around the tasks that a team has been asked to complete and the conflict about those tasks and opinions about and best ways to go about those tasks that can come about when the team discusses their plan of action. So it's conflict that happens in the process of making a decision about those tasks. Now, what does that look like? This can be a variety of different things. Teams are given objectives. Teams are given projects to manage and key performance indicators or OKRs or, or goals in general, but teams are given objectives and teams get to decide what tasks are involved in achieving those objectives. Sometimes. Other times they're told specifically what tasks to do, but they still get to decide who does them. And so that's where task conflict can come about. When the team is seeking to develop a plan of action, what tasks need to be done, by whom, by when, there are going to be differing opinions about it. That's okay. It's perfectly okay to have task conflict. In fact, having task conflict on a team is a sign that your team is leveraging the diversity of opinions and experiences into positive performance. Because the more differing opinions you have, the more discussion about the best way to achieve certain tasks that you have, the more likely you are to find the best way to achieve that task. The key thing here to remember is that you, one, don't allow task conflict to devolve into relationship conflict, right? And you do that by making sure people stay away from personal attacks, stay away from assumptions uh, behind those behaviors, and just stay focused on the tasks. And two, that you teach your team not to criticize the other ideas, but to ask questions, intelligent questions, about the assumptions behind those ideas that lead that person to think that's the best way to accomplish the task. If you do that, what you're gonna get is a rich, in-depth discussion about all of the different variables that affect how we choose what tasks to do, who does them, when we do them, and you're gonna increase the chances that you find the best plan of action for achieving those tasks. So task conflict is something to be harnessed. It can, if it's left just to be totally up to itself, devolve into relationship conflict. But if it's harnessed, it can really propel that team forward. The third type of conflict on a team is status conflict. And status conflict is really conflict about who is where. Humans are weird, let's just be honest. We're social creatures, but we're also hierarchical social creatures. And if you wonder what I'm talking about, just think back to your experiences of going to middle school or high school and all of the different cliques and all the different power games and statuses that people played in that. It doesn't really get any better when they get into organizations. Status conflicts are power struggles. Status conflicts are people wanting to know where they exist in the invisible hierarchy of a team or of an organization and certain people wanting to climb up that hierarchy and sometimes climb over people in their quest to get there. And the challenge with status conflict on a team is that there's really no positive outcome from it. 
Because it's not about how we use this conflict to achieve the team's goals. It's not about how we push the team forward and improve our performance. It's just about people's opinions about where they're supposed to be in an invisible hierarchy. And it's ridiculous when you think about it in the context of the entire team. So what do you do with status conflict? Well, you seek to end it. Now, you're, you're not gonna be able to end people's feeling of wanting to know where they are in a hierarchy, in-group, out-group, et cetera. But what you can do is create rituals and experiences on the team whereby you are signaling that we are all in this together and we are all equals, right? These can be big, obvious symbols, like how you're running your team meetings. Is everyone sort of egalitarian around a circular or a square table, or is there a head of a table and a certain person who's always at the head and a certain person who's always at the right, et cetera? Or are you rotating around who that is? I remember one of my favorite leaders ever had this amazing change that happened in the boardroom when he took over the organization. And that is that he moved his seat from the head of the table to the middle and he flipped every week between which middle he was at. So people would come in playing stupid little status games about where they were supposed to sit, and they'd never know where he was gonna end up sitting, so they'd never know exactly where they stood. The idea there was that we're all sort of equal and everybody's opinions are, are equal. And I know other teams that engage in, in kind of rituals to do this. There's several teams in the military that engage in a process of taking off their symbolic status markers, removing their hats before they go into a meeting, sometimes even changing their clothes to get all of the medals and insignias off of them so that they send the message that when we're in this room, we are all here together. As a leader, you want to be leading the charge on sending that message. And it's going to vary based on your team and the task and all that sort of stuff. But you need to think about what you can do on a regular basis to signal to your team that everyone's opinion is valued equally and that their status games and the status conflict that those games trigger are not welcome on this team. The fourth and final type of conflict on a team is process conflict. And this is a bit like task conflict, but it's conflict because of the how or because of the who. So we had task-focused conflict, and task-focused conflict is fine as long as it's harnessed properly. And process conflict is now we've just settled on those tasks we need to do, we have our plan of action, and now we need to talk about the delegation of those tasks, the timeline of those tasks, and the best process for achieving those tasks. In a team, this is mostly gonna come in two forms and both have to do with responsibility. You're gonna have process conflict over people who want to do a certain task and are, are seeking to do that and are conflicting with other people who wanna do that and we've gotta figure out who the best person is. And you're gonna have process conflicts over people who are seeking to shirk responsibility from a task and avoid the consequences of that task going wrong, et cetera. And this is where getting to know your team, getting to know their strengths and weaknesses, knowing where they shine and where they need help is really gonna help resolve a lot of this conflict. So if you're sensing a lot of process conflict on your team, it's difficult to address it directly. In the end of the day, in the moment, you're probably just gonna have to make a call on who does what and where and what have you. But it's a sign that you need to get the team to a sense of common understanding and a sense of knowing about each other a little bit more. Because if they know more about each other, their strengths and weaknesses, their preferences, et cetera, then some of these process decisions that we need to make are going to just settle themselves as we know who shines where and who can really rely on each other where. The other thing you're gonna have to do is when you make a decision that's out of line with that, because sometimes you assign tasks to people because you want it to be developmental, et cetera, you're gonna have to explain that decision. Sometimes on a team, the best person for the job doesn't do the job either because of developmental reasons or because the best person for the job is over capacity or whatever it is. And in those moments, you're gonna to have to explain the decision. Otherwise, the vacuum created by that is gonna devolve these process conflicts into status conflicts 
and leave the team worse off. So those are the four types of conflict. You probably already felt all of them as you've been a member of your team or leading your team. Relationship conflict, task conflict, status conflict, or process conflict. And you'll see two of these are very, very beneficial to teams and two of them are very harmful. But in every single situation, you as a leader are gonna have to know how to respond to each conflict in the moment and how to set your team up to harness those benefits of conflict on that team. And if you do that, you're gonna get a team that really can leverage the benefits of all those differing opinions, really can turn diversity into a strength, and really turn into a team that's doing their best work because everyone on the team feels like they're doing their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.